We are I. Good morning, everybody. 5.18 a.m. and, of course, bright and early. Um, I have a few people who've asked me recently, but this is this is um, a topic that people kind of question me on quite regularly. It's about whether or not that I, I ask, like, pre-scripted questions or I have, like, an outline that I'm going to follow or, you know, just, like, any kind of degree of a uh, like pre-concept, pre-programming, anything along those lines. And um, I always come back with the answer, no. And like I, a part of me says, you know, maybe it should be that. I wish it could be that. Uh, you know, I wish I wanted it to be that. But but no, um, there's a certain part of this thought process. There's a thir- certain part of this podcast and that I just want to be completely natural, natural to the second. You know, and if I think of something crazy and outrageous, that's just my mind. You know, and if I think of something absurd, that's just my mind. If I say something not worth saying or worth saying a million times or worth hearing once or not worth hearing at all, like I just want that to be real. I don't, I don't put filters, you know, on any of my posts, you know, some of them are blurry, some of them are better than each other, you know, some of them has this better angle at all these things. I just sanitized life and I know that I've done a podcast on sanitized reality before but I just I have no no space for it I have no there's not a part of my being that wants to be able to scrub life like that we get enough spoon-fed imagery we get enough spoon-fed auditory words and inundated with these these scrubbed pictures and I just I don't connect with that like that is not me. I really like a, a reality that you can touch and feel and see. I like a reality where where things aren't perfect all the time. I, I like a reality that that just is real. And I think we've kind of have or we've morphed the definition of real or reality into this this distorted concept of like what is actually real. Like when did we turn fake into real when did we turn adjusted into real when did we turn altered into real that's the world that we live in today manipulated into real it just doesn't make any sense to me you know and i say this because in my mind i know that i want to talk about something on this podcast today but this is the problem with not prescripting things and following a certain order is that I know I want to talk about something different, but that was just on my mind. So I want to be able to get it off because if, if there's a portion of my mind that is thinking about that, well, I'm trying to talk about this other thing I want to talk, but I know it's not going to be as good. I have to get that off my mind. So that's where we're at right now. And that's what leads us to this podcast. You know, a friend of mine that I've had for, well, we talked the other day, it was, it was pretty close to 10 years or more. You know, it's just been one of those consistent people, you know, like in my life that um, it's just there. 
we have challenging conversations. Him and I have great conversations, just a real stable part of my life. And I know that he listens to this podcast and probably within the next like few days or a week, um, he'll probably talk about this specific one because he'll know that I'm talking about him. But he sent me this YouTube link and he sends me them all the time. And, you know, I feel guilty how long it takes me to be able to watch them sometimes. And, you know, I, and I just try to appease myself with that's just life. And sometimes I forget, sometimes I have the best intentions and then life happens. But he sent me this podcast a while ago and, you know, I watched like the first half of it or three quarters of it. And then my mind, for whatever reason, told me that I watched the whole thing. So I just never went back, but I missed the one specific part that he wanted me to watch. And he kept, you know, bringing it back up. And I'm just like, no, I'm like, I watched this. So then he kind of cut it down just to this last, you know, three minutes of what he wanted me to watch. He said, just watch this again. Just bring yourself back. So I watched it. And, you know, it, it talked about this priest, this Irish priest. And, you know, he was so used to being able to, not being able to, he was so used to giving last rites. And talking to people. And he said so many people are so full of regret at this moment. You know, but then he came across like the odd few, the odd one that were happy. You know, when he talked about like this happiness, like where does this come from? Asked the people like, like, how could this moment be fulfilling? Like what leads you there? And in a situation like this, you would, you would assume that it has something to do with, well, now I can go see God. Now I can go live in heaven. You know, and I thought that as I was listening to this, and then I was, it brought me back to like, well, why are all these other people not happy? Because you think in that moment, like you've lived your life for this moment. Like if you are Catholic, you're, you're, you can connect it back with your father. You can connect back with Jesus. You can connect back in this holy land with everything and all the principles that you've been living your life for. Like you should be ecstatic so why aren't you why wouldn't you be this is that moment this is that moment you've been waiting for to be able to get everything that you've got but the one thing that he explains it when he comes across this gentleman that was authentically happy you know and he asked me he said you know i've got everything i've got out of life i've squeezed life for everything that it's worth think about that I squeezed life for everything that's worth. I've got everything that I've wanted. So no matter what happened on the other side, it just didn't matter. It just didn't matter whether or not there was nothing. It didn't matter whether or not it was a Catholic ending, a Buddhist ending, a Darwinian ending. It it didn't matter. Because in that moment, the one thing that meant the most to him is that looking back on his life, he squeezed that life for everything that it's worth. Whether or not that be every day, and I think this is the part that like a lot of us just don't understand. It's not about every single day, and I know that's a narrative that every day you got to get after it. Every day you got to do Every day has to be the best. Every day you have to seize every opportunity. It's like, no. But the one thing that you can't do is just be stale. Take opportunities and go explore life. There's a lot of life to be able to explore. There's a lot of life that at the end of your life, you can say that the majority of the time you squeezed life for what it was worth. You went back to school because you hated your job. You went 
and got a new job because you just wanted change. You had children because you wanted to be able to raise these human beings. You studied life to be a better human being. You built great connections around you. You know how important that is to be able to nurture our soul and our energy and our person as a human being. You got a better car, you traded down, you got a smaller house, you got a bigger house. You did all of these things. You went on vacation, you didn't go on vacation. You climbed a mountain, you forged a river. You did all these things so that when you were the person around the campfire, you had stories to tell. You were fulfilled. You're fulfilled in life. You you understand that Life is so much opportunity. There's so many things out there for all of us to be able to explore so that when you are laying on your deathbed and if somebody asks you, are you ready to go, that you smile, you're ready. And I've told people lots of times in my life, like, yeah, I'm only 37 years old. But and my children are small. I have three small children under 10. And I would never not want to be able to see them grow up and prosper and live their lives and see who they turn out to be. But I also know that everything that I've done in my life, that if my life ended today, I could say I squeezed. And I squeezed fucking hard. And I watched and I squeezed that orange until that last drop. And then I put my other hand on top of my hand and I squeezed a little harder. And I squeezed it because I knew there was another drop there. That is how I have lived my life. So how could I not exit this stage of life, whatever that looks like, happy? And I love that. I honor that every day. I take those opportunities, whether or not that opportunity is something grand or whether that's even simply just taking a nap at 1130 in the morning for 10 minutes because you're a little bit tired because you didn't sleep that great. Like life is not always about these, these grand gestures. They're about everything. Every grain of sand in that hourglass is just as important as the other. No matter what the little picture paint off, if you picked each individual grain of sand out of that hourglass and turned it into a video, every single one of those would be worth watching. But none of them are the same. But the thing is, have you squeezed life like that hourglass squeezes that sand? Unless every single one of those grains of sand become important. Every one of them has to squeeze through that middle section in the hourglass and becomes important because it's brought to light is it has its time to shine. And that is our life. That is our life. What does your hourglass look like and how hard do you squeeze? It's a thought for today, a challenge for today. It's how hard do you squeeze? 